From Austin, live music capital of the world, this is Texas Music Matters. Thanks for joining us. I'm David Brown. Music journalists often use the words musician and artist interchangeably, and Texas music is certainly blessed with a rich constellation of truly great musicians. Great artists? Well, when it comes to artistry, most would agree that in popular music, at least, few will ever be in the same league as Roy Kelton Orbison. Only the lonely... A voice four octaves broad, big as his native Texas. In 1988, Orbison was enjoying a resurgent musical career when he died at age 52. The indelible mark he left on music is the focus of today's special edition of Texas Music Matters. Stay with us. Texas Music Matters is made possible in part by Lewis Shanks of Texas, offering fine home furnishings since 1945. LewisShanksFurniture.com I'm David Brown, and this is Texas Music Matters. Thanks for joining us. This hour, we're exploring the life and legacy of Roy Orbison. We'll hear from people who were close to him, people influenced by his music, and classic and rare recordings, including, for the first time on radio, Roy Orbison's final recording. But we begin in a modest studio in Dallas, Texas, where Roy Orbison's very first band is taping a session. This is the start of it all. Here comes Fanny walking down the street. Walks so gloomy as she talks so sweet. Hey, Miss Fanny, sure look fine. Tell me, please, won't you be mine? Hey, now, Miss Fanny, hey, now, please be mine. Well, come on, my baby, let's go downtown. Rock, jump, and a mess around. We'll hang out and raise the fun. We'll stay out till after one hit now, Miss Fanny. Hey now, please be Miss Fanny, the Wink Westerners, Roy Orbison on lead vocals and guitar, recorded in 1955 in Dallas, Texas. At this point, there was no roadmap for rock and roll, as Orbison himself often noted. What it came down to was a kind of personal grit, sometimes a sense of competition, too. Well, that'll be the day when you say goodbye, The story of Roy Orbison goes hand-in-hand with the story of another Texas legend. In Lubbock, Buddy Holly was playing the same venue, shopping at the same guitar stores as Orbison's Westerners from the West Texas town of Wink. They were friendly rivals, but as Buddy went one direction, Orbison went the other. Holly took Manhattan, Orbison took Memphis. You ready? Hey, baby, jump over here when you do the ooby-dooby on your gotta be 
a local television show in West Texas, and uh, everybody who came through to play the Odessa Coliseum would come on the show to promote that show. And of course, I appeared on the same show as well. And Johnny Cash came through, and I asked John about uh, getting on a record label. And he said, call Sam Phillips and tell him I told you to call. And I did that, and Sam said, uh, Johnny Cash doesn't run my record company, and click, hung up the phone. Oh. But I had recorded uh, a song called Ooby Dooby at Norman Petty's studio in Clovis, New Mexico, and uh, we sent that to Sam Phillips. And he called me straight away and said, can you be here in three days? Hey, baby, jump over here when you do the Ooby Dooby. I just gotta be near Ooby Dooby. Doobie Roy Orbison recorded at Sun Studios in 1956. Orbison wasn't yet a household name, far from it, but it was in Memphis, rubbing shoulders with other musical pioneers, that he began to make rock and roll history. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, now go cat. That's Carl Perkins, Mr. Blue Suede Shoes in person. And he's coming to Memphis, Tennessee, direct from the Perry Como TV show. Carl Perkins will rock and roll into Overton Park Shell for a great show Friday night, the 1st of June, 8 p.m. Hear him sing Blue Suede Shoes, Honey Don't, and his sensational new Bob and the Blues. There'll be Johnny Cash in the Tennessee, too, with Cry, Cry, Cry and Folsom Prison Blues. Rock and Roll Ruby with Warren Smith. The new sensation Roy Orbison and his Teen Kings with the Ooby Dooby. Hey, baby, jump over here when you do the Ooby Dooby. And the rockin' daddy, Eddie Bond and the Stompers. It's a great country rock and roll show starring the new sensation of the nation, Mr. Blue Suede Shoes, Carl Perkins in person. Buy your tickets now for Johnny Cash, Warren Smith, Roy Orbison, Eddie Bond, and Mr. Blue Suede Shoes, Carl Perkins in person. Friday night, the 1st of June, 8 p.m. at Overton Park Shell in Memphis. Uh, in the Sundays with me and, and Elvis and Carl Perkins and Jerry Lee, we happened to have been playing music for a good while. Elvis played from when he was a boy, and I did too. Uh, so did Jerry Lee. And uh, we were just looking for a place to put uh, put our voices on record. And it turned out that that was one of the one of the uh, founding organizations of, of rockabilly or rock and roll. Blue light, big crowd, Everybody rocking everywhere Rock house, rock house, rock house We're going to the rock house, rock a rock house Well, rock it in the morning, rock it in daylight Rock 
walking through the evening and won't be on the night The first fellow I ever recorded for, Sam Phillips. He uh, he wanted everything up, everything fast, everything uh, with all the energy that was possible. But uh, one of his assistants said, uh, "Roy, you'll never make a ballad singer, so just go for all this stuff, you know." But I I couldn't uh, stay with that very long. Just run and escape each place we go. So afraid that he might show. Yeah, run and scare. What would I do if he came back and wanted? from 1961, Roy Orbison already bending the sound of rock and roll. But it was just a hint of what was to come. The kid from Wink, Texas had cracked the big time. In fact, he was about to crack it wide open. Our celebration of the music of Roy Orbison continues on this special edition of Texas Music Matters. From the studios of Texas Music Matters, I'm David Brown, and this hour we're celebrating the life and music of a rock and roll pioneer from West Texas who passed away on December 6, 1988, the great Roy Orbison. Hi, I'm Joe Ely, and I live in Driftwood, Texas. And uh, you know my favorite love song? It's also my favorite song about a broken heart. It's Crying by Roy Orbison. First time I've ever thought about it, but really, it covers the whole thing. I can't think of any other song that is such an intense love song, but also about losing. I was all right for a while. I could smile for a while. But 
guy from a little bitty town outside of Odessa, a little town called Wink, Texas. Uh, he had a voice that sounded like it was a, an Italian opera singer. Crying, 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 Living out there in that dusty old flat, bleak part of the world, the only thing you can fill up all that area with, all that, that emptiness, is with a melody. Joe Ely talking about the great Roy Orbison. Our focus this hour on a special edition of Texas Music Matters. What Joe Ely picked up on was 100% accurate, though most Americans had no notion of Orbison's native West Texas. Through Orbison's musical lens, it was possible to feel it. If you've ever been in West Texas, uh, and it's uh, 60 miles to the nearest uh, hamburger place or drive-in theater, uh, then you'd know what only the lonely is. I, uh, I used to sit in the car uh, when we eventually had an automobile. Uh, the houses were just shacks in this oil field town. And so I had to go out and roll the windows up in the car and sing to the top of my lungs. So I wrote uh, uh, a lot of only the lonely in, in a car at night. So that was my writing room, was the automobile. Only the lonely. Only the lonely dum, 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 
Only the Lonely, Roy Orbison's first international smash. The operatic quality was, I think, how you felt as a young person and as a teenager was just that your entire world revolved around when you walked down that hall at high school. That's singer-songwriter Bruce Springsteen. It's like, it was like a spirit sound, you know, it was disembodied. And it went well with his presentation, which was just to be there, you know, almost not there. He was a guy that got more intense by simply standing still. I had to jump all around, <laughs> you know, and work really hard. He, he was able to do all of that by standing in one, in one place. A candy-colored clown they call the Sandman Tiptoes to my room every night Just to sprinkle stardust and to whisper Go to sleep, everything is all right I close my eyes Then I drift Back in the 50s, working under Sam Phillips, some thought Orbison was too rockabilly. They wondered if he had the chops for slower, more sophisticated stuff. But after a string of ballads in the early 60s, Orbison had the reverse problem. Some wondered if he had the chops for the up-tempo stuff. His producer at Monument Records, Fred Foster, went looking for that special song. And I called Cindy Walker, a great songwriter in Texas who's written innumerable hits. She said, well, I'll look around and see what I have, because she writes all the time. And she and her mother were a wonderful team. Her mother would play piano for her. And they, they were like a vaudeville act in a way, and they were so great. And, and Mama would tell you exactly what was on her mind, you know. So Cindy called me the next day, and she said, I found three things that might do. And I wrote this little old thing last night that I don't think is worth anything. But Mama likes it and wants me to send it. And she said, but I'm just not going to. I'm just going to send you the three things. And in the background, I heard Mama say, and if you don't send that one, don't send anything, which I thought was funny. So I got the tape in. And uh, when I heard Dream Baby, I said, well, that's what we need. So I called Roy. I said, you need to come down and hear this. And he did. And he said, well, I love that. Sweet dream, baby. Sweet dream, baby. 
This hour, we're celebrating the music of Roy Orbison on a special edition of Texas Music Matters. I feel so bad, I've got a worried mind I'm so lonesome all the time Since I left my baby behind on Blue Bayou Saving nickels, saving dimes Working till the sun don't shine Looking forward to happier times on Blue Bayou I'm going back someday, come what may to Blue Bayou Will you sleep all day and the catfish play on Blue Bayou All those fishing boats with their sails afloat If I could only see that familiar sunrise through sleepy eyes See my baby again And to be with some of my friends Maybe I'd be happy then On Blue Bayou I'm going back In general, history has been kind to the lost pioneers of rock and roll, but an overview of Orbison's career suggests this remarkable Texas singer hasn't really received his due. Consider this. In the early to mid-60s, as the British invasion took the American charts by storm, Orbison not only held his own, he'd occasionally knocked the Beatles right out of the number one slot. He may not have had the good looks of a teenage idol, but he did have a secret weapon. A bolero so dazzling that the music industry did a double take when it came out. This wasn't just a Texas boy with a great voice. It was something much more. Your baby doesn't love you anymore. Golden days before the end. Secrets to the wind Your baby won't be near you anymore Tender nights before they fly Send falling stars that seem to Say goodbye 
You won't hear too many cover versions of that one. It's over. A chart topper in 1964 for Roy Orbison. He was becoming so consistently inventive by this point in his career that, well, in the words of Ringo Starr, he was the only act that the Beatles didn't want to follow. And it was about to get even bigger still. That's next on this special Roy Orbison edition of Texas Music Matters. I'm David Brown, and you're listening to a special edition of Texas Music Matters, a celebration of the music of Roy Orbison. In the summer of 1964, Orbison was already a major star, but this would be the song that would make him a legend. Chugging away on a 12-string epiphone, he never saw it coming. Yes, it was uh, uh, written very quickly. In about 30 minutes, the song was finished. and I never analyze a song, and I don't say, well, now this will sound great, and this will be good, and, and let's have the story go this way or that. Uh, as it happened, it was just uh, another form of girl watching, you know, standing on the corner watching a pretty girl. Is she walking back to me? 
worldwide number one. In the span of four years, Orbison had cracked the top ten nine times. Mercy. Shortly after what would become the pinnacle of Orbison's commercial success came years of tragedy. Orbison loved motorcycles, especially Harleys. He'd been turned on to the big twin rumble by none other than Elvis Presley. But on June 6, 1966, as Roy and his wife Claudette were riding in Tennessee on separate bikes, a truck driver pulled out in front of Claudette's bike. En route to the hospital, Claudette died in Roy's arms. He was left alone to care for their three little boys. Orbison's four-year-old Anthony asked him if Mama rode to heaven on a Harley. All he could say was yes. after the death of his first wife, a fire would consume Orbison's lakeside home in Tennessee. His youngest son, Wesley, was pulled to safety, but six-year-old Anthony and 10-year-old Roy Dwayne Orbison would perish. Orbison put his career on hold and slowly began to rebuild his life. Lonely riverside, wait for me, wait for me, I'll be coming home, wait for me. The 70s would be a relatively quiet time with a handful of modestly successful records until he entered the studio with Emmylou Harris. The year was 1980, and the session would eventually earn them both a Grammy. Start over again 
Emmylou Harris and Roy Orbison's Grammy Award-winning duet, That Lovin' You Feelin' Again. Throughout the 80s, Orbison's name would return to the pop culture conversation, from hit covers of his songs to Hollywood's rediscovery of tunes like In Dreams, featured in David Lynch's dark classic Blue Velvet. In the mid-80s, a chance meeting with Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, George Harrison, and Jeff Lynne of the Electric Light Orchestra became a series of studio sessions and the emergence of a supergroup called the Traveling Wilburys. Well, it's all Orbison formed a potent songwriting team. It would also yield material for Orbison's solo career, including his first top 20 hit in 25 years. Every time I look In 1987, Orbison was voted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, with Bruce Springsteen making the formal induction. On December 4, 1988, Roy Orbison played a show in Akron, Ohio. What you're about to hear has never before been released. 
It is the last known recording of Roy Orbison. Your baby doesn't love you To the wind, your baby won't be with you anymore. Tender nights before they fly, some falling stars that seem to cry. That is a never-before-released recording of Roy Orbison, live in Akron, Ohio, on December 4, 1988. Two days later, while visiting his mother outside Nashville, Roy Orbison died of a heart attack. He was 52 years old. At his funeral in Los Angeles, his pallbearers were the traveling Wilburys. Clouds burst open with rain. He was buried in an unmarked grave in Westwood Cemetery. This program is a production of Texas Music Matters. Our thanks to Joy Ride Media and the estate of Roy Orbison for permission to share exclusive interviews and recordings with our listeners. Texas Music Matters is made possible in part by Lewis Shanks of Texas.